I'm a living legend, I can't die, no, I can't die. I'm a living legend, I can't die, no, I can't die. Everybody giving me advice is never right. That is why I only listen to my own advice. I'm a living legend, I can't die, no, I can't die. I'm a living legend, I can't die, no, I can't die. Label me a rock star, cause I rock and I shine. Y'all wasting your time. Swear this world is mine. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the second episode of the Four Square Podcast. Where are your squares? My name is Lucas. My name is Alex. I'm Matt. It's your boy, Jeff. All right, boys. Once again, what's going on in the world today? Man, have y'all seen this, this stock price for GameStop? I don't know what to do with it anymore. Oh, Man, it's still man. crazy over here, isn't it? Man, it literally took from... Because, I mean, we're still in the pandemic, so, you know, shout out to everybody. Hope y'all safe. Hope y'all masking up. You know, get the shot whenever you need. And, um, yeah, man, from last year, um, you know, everything was tanking down, uh, especially with, like, you know, the stores that, you know, we all were trying to go to. We couldn't go to the movies no more. We couldn't go to our, our regular stores. And the ones that took the biggest hits was GameStop. And I was like, man, like... <laughs> Yeah, man, man, it's crazy because, like, GameStop, it feels like it's been on its way out for the longest time. And then yeah, all yeah, of a I mean, sudden, the implications, this the implication of uh, video games, like, you can buy video games from your console. I mean, it makes things a lot easier. So, I mean, mm-hmm. I don't see a point of having yeah, GameStop around anymore. I mean, GameStop is I would almost like, say GameStop was, like, our generation's uh, blockbuster. Yeah. Yeah. I can vibe with that. Like, we were just kids when we were going to Blockbuster still. Yeah. But we still have GameStop. We were still growing with that. Mm-hmm. Like, Bro. GameStop, it, I mean, it has, like, the, the pre-owned games, like, the lower, like, the, the costs get lower. But, like, if you buy it on your console, you're basically buying it brand new for the most part unless they have, like, a special holiday sale. And you go in to get the Game Informer magazine so you know the new games of the month. Alex, then, dude, you know what's going on with these stocks, bro? Man... Oh my gosh. Okay, so here, let me grab this up real quick. So currently, stock right now is at 191.23. And that is on the NYSC. That's on the current stock market right now. It's the weekend, so stocks are closed. But literally, <laughs> from December of 2020, that thing was at $18. <laughs> <laughs> I died. I was like, hey, yo. And then out of nowhere, in the, in the beginning, month, it skyrocketed. You know, people, you know, investors, they was all trying to, you know, try to get a short sale on it, trying to make some quick bread on the stock market, try to take advantage. And then so, you know, everybody was, you know, trying to bring up stocks, bring up stocks, trying to drop up that price. And then um, I think it was some kids on Reddit that decided, you know, out all the investors. And I was like, oh, snap. And so it foiled. So then it went up and it went right back down. I was like, well, you failed. I legitimately never thought I'd ever have to thank redditors for anything. I'm right. saying, like, dude, I was I wasn't fortunate enough to get any stock due to like everything going on with Robinhood and stuff like that. So I mean, I wasn't able to get up, get in it on it. But it's just like, dude, I would have loved to have gotten a little bit. I know people that still have their AMC, AMC GameStop stock. Like, it's it's crazy, dude. 
man. And this whole, I mean, there's the, just the memory of just going. Because even especially when a new game drop, like that day, and it would be like a certain time, and you would already go, and you would see a line already out the door. And I'm like, oh. well, guess I'm not getting it today. So you better just wait for whenever there's a deal or wait till when the price drops. Because, yeah. man, those, those days, oh, my gosh. I was one of those, like, I was one of those shoppers that when I got older, I really stayed away from buying games right off the bat. Like, unless it was super popular, like the Spider-Man for PS4 or Red Dead Redemption 2, I really avoided trying to buy the game right off. I'd wait until it got lower on the price because, I mean, if you wait just the right amount of time and you just don't think about it, you play as something else, it, it, in my opinion anyway, it's well worth it. Like, you can get yeah. some half off at, at one point, if, especially if it's a holiday sale. I got Assassin's Creed Odyssey half off on Black Friday. Mm-hmm. Especially for those deals and those undercut days or like wait for mm-hmm. the price to go low. And you see those undercover games where you don't realize like this game is actually dope. Yeah, but I mean, yeah. it's, it's still affecting it now because I mean, GameStop's, you know, stock, you know, it is dropping up, but now it's like it's plateaued to like a more consistent thing. So now it's not as like a big deal anymore. But I mean, if you if you're able to get on that stock, I mean, praises to you, but that, that has been a roller coaster ride. Two hundred dollars, yeah. bro. Mm-hmm. Now let me ask y'all, let me ask y'all something. There has been apparently like my opinion is not the like the fact. Like people have been arguing whether GameStop is on its way into just folding itself or if it's still going to kind of be around for a long time. What do y'all think? Do you really think it's going to be around or do you think it really is just inevitably going down? I mean, yeah, inevitably going down because, I mean, that's how business goes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Especially with the takeover of Sony and uh, how Xbox, <laughs> how you can literally, well, even Nintendo, you can even just buy games straight from the console. I don't really know how much the price difference is, but I know the the convenience behind it all you can literally just well if you buy, buy from like playstation store i don't know about xbox but playstation store has sales all the time if you yeah, know how GameStop can be cheaping you on some on some shit sometimes but. yeah mm-hmm. low, low key low key yeah i mean low if you look at look at it from like a, a business distributor's perspective um you look at like you can buy a video game anywhere it's not like GameStop was like the end all be all it was just the it was just the home of video games that's where you know that's what the store is for but you can still go to a Target or a Walmart or any other store and find video games at your disposal. So I think that eventually GameStop, as far as the store itself, that's, that might get ate up by a bigger company. You know, it's just, yeah. it'll be a simple situation of big bank take low bank. And so individual, individual stores have already been closing up. I mean, there was one, uh, I can't remember where it used to be, right? There was a little, a little put, uh, spot. I think it might have been on Johnson Ferry. Don't quote me on that because I'm bad with roads. It was it was right next to a Barnes and Noble, a Starbucks, an AT&T store, and a GameStop. It was the weirdest little shopping place. So, and I remember I walked in there one time, and it was like everything like half off, seventy five percent off. Buy everything, get it out of the store. And I was like, wow, okay. Mm-hmm. I bought one game, but it was just crazy <laughs> to see that this. Location, all that you only I, got one game. <laughs> It was like, it was empty, bro. Like by the time I got there, like it it literally looked it literally looked like one of those ransacked joints that you see on the news. Oh no, really? Like they had they had like some action figures, a hat, some games, and a shirt. That was pretty much all they had. It was crazy. All things that we used to love to go to as a kid. I mean, I mean, I also remember just going 
especially just for the favorite games. I mean, like, so like, what were y'all favorite games that y'all wanted to like purchase and play as a child? Like, what were some of your favorite games that you wanted to play? As a child? As a kid, Spider-Man games. You know what? Dang, Jeff, you you unlocked some memories. I mean, Jeff, Spider-Man. You remember, you remember Spider-Man Web of Shadows? Bro. Man. You and me were on that heavy, <laughs> that heavy. The most underrated Spider-Man game of all time. <laughs> like, the story was pretty solid. Like the combat, the combos were just ridiculous. Combat second best, hands down, second best. Mm-hmm. It was, it was, it felt very, it felt straight out of like, it was like if Spider Man went into an anime for a little bit with those punch <laughs> flurries and everything. Yeah. That was crazy. And it's like, I'm, I mean, I'm one of the biggest Spider Man fans you ever meet. I mean, Shaggy got a Marvel shirt on right now, but hey. uh, <laughs> <laughs> like. I don't have all Spider-Man games from console, but I have most of them to where I can actually point out in the newer games where a swing system or a combat system came in. So for like Spider-Man PS4, I can tell you which game they got a certain swing style from. Wow. Was that your favorite game like of all time just during that time? Like Uh, at the time, Mm -hmm. yeah. Mm -hmm. That was actually one of my first two PS3 games. I remember the um I think honestly that might have been there was a mechanic that came from that game. I at least Let's I think so. It was the web strike. Yup. Cause that I saw that mechanic in just about every other Spider-Man game that came after that. Mm-hmm. And yet nobody talks about it. Come on, bro. Come on. It was innovative, bro. It was. Like, it was you just you you draw yourself to the enemy immediately. You can like through all kinds of combos and just like hit them from different. It was great. I love. I mean, Web of Shadows did it best. I mean, later on, like it made it more realistic because it's more of a realistic type of game. Yeah, as with the times go. Spider Man stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. I mean that that that's with the times though. Like you know what you got. You look at Web of Shadows versus like the PS4 Spider Man. Yeah. Like that's just to go with the net. It's kind of similar to the old God of War games. What you got now. People mm-hmm. want more immersive experiences. They don't just want the hack and slash anymore. Which I mean, yeah. cool. I, I I love hack and slash, and I understand the uh, the need to change for change. But as long as people don't hate on the old stuff, you know. I mean, it was it was still fun during the time. I mean, my my favorite game, my favorite game as a kid was the Jack and Dexter series, and I I played every single one of those games, including the the fourth one, the racing game. Like, yes, Jack and Dexter. Oh, that bro. racing game. That racing bro. game was fun. That racing game was fun as hell. But like, just learning about it, you know, as a kid, you know, I'm only 10 and, you know, you're only really playing, you know, just for like, not really thinking just to get a cool story. But, you know, as a while I got old and I grew with the Jack and Daxter series. So then like, I, I remember I used to play like, you know, multiple times just to figure out the story and to figure out the character and to figure out like, what is this story? What is this supposed to teach you? And so each game, it got more intense as <laughs> they started cussing and it just, it got more and more grueling each time until you got to four where you racing and talking shit to one another i'm like man like this is this is real and so yeah no that that yeah, game i was holding aids like mm-hmm. this in that junk bro mm-hmm. the oh, one yeah. one game series or games that i just remember playing with my brothers and stuff like game series halo starting from halo one halo two oh. halo, halo three halo four <laughs> halo five <laughs> Oh, I'm forgetting one. I'm definitely forgetting one. Oh, God. 
Wait, what were you listening to? I was listening off all the Halo games. I'm pretty mm-hmm. much all most of the Halo games. Okay, you got one, two, three, ODST. ODST, I was ODST. ODST was phenomenal. Absolutely fantastic games, dude. Like that's a top tier game series to me. Like real, real lot, real still, bro. If mm-hmm. we didn't become a PS, a PS4 or a, PA, a PlayStation family after like, uh, like around when Halo Five came out, mm-hmm. oh, dude. Yeah. <laughs> that, that was the one thing that kept me because because Halo, like once I got the Xbox. I started getting on Halo. I was like, hey, yo, Xbox going to keep me around for a while. Because like, Halo straight is up, phenomenal. Straight up. My brother bought an uh, uh, Xbox One right when Halo dropped. <laughs> hey. I got I to say, maybe it's just me, but um, I think the Halo 5, the one, like, the the newest one, I think not the newest one, but the one that came, yeah, you know, with the two different Spartan teams. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like that was, it didn't feel like, a Halo game, like yeah, yeah, it was a Halo game, but compared to like Halo Three, Reach, heck, even Four, it just felt weird. I didn't like it as much, personally. Maybe it's a hot. Maybe that's a hot. Might have gave like more of a COD feeling. I don't know. Yeah, yeah I mean, that's I saw a lot of games. Unfortunately, went a lot of a lot of series games. It'll be like that one game where it's just like ah, didn't hit as much. Yeah, yeah I mean, just like really people off. people bought it. I feel like for for the nostalgia, because you you know you grow up with you grow up with Halo. Like Halo was that game. Like everybody mm-hmm. played. People still cosplay as Master Chief, dude. Like that's that's a legendary character, honestly. Legendary character. So I never really had an Xbox. So I only played here and there, like at friends' um, houses to play Halo. Like the last Halo I played was Halo Five. So for us non-Xbox players, what would you say is the appeal of Halo? Okay. So as a kid, you know, I played video games here and there, but I got to go with, I'm kind of floating with Max on his, uh, on Halo being his favorite because Halo 3 specifically was my favorite for nothing else than the memories that I have associated with it. So if you didn't play... If you didn't play Halo, this is exactly what we're talking about. I would go to my friend's place because I didn't have Halo at first. My friends had Halo. I would go to my friend's place. It'd be me and him and his two friends. Four players split screen. We'd spend an hour, maybe two hours, just building a map, opening all everything, putting the uh, the hover ramps on. It was like it was a hover ramp would like uh, it would like shoot you in a certain like either straight up or like, in a certain direction. Mm-hmm. Uh, we would play different, we, and we'd set up different games. Our, our personal favorite was Infection. You know, mm-hmm. one player had, like, we would give one player enhanced abilities, super jump, super speed, and it was just a fantastic time. Absolutely fantastic. Like, we would just spend all night playing and, like, roasting each other for losing and, like, coming up with all kinds of, like, hilarious videos. It was just, it was mind-bogglingly so you, awesome. You could customize the map the way you wanted yeah, you could, oh, you could add that. That was they created. It was absolutely amazing. Did you, uh, what was the name? It was, there was two different like sand something maps. One of them was, one of them was like a complete desert. The other one was more like in space, it felt like. But what was cool about I remember it was what you're talking about. Yeah. We set up, we set up one, a teleporter that can go up one to was like sandbox. Elevated. I, yeah. Sand trap, I think, box. was the other one. 
Yeah, Sandbox and Sandtrap. Sandtrap, yeah. So we had like an elevated platform that we would teleport to and we would just clown on each other. And then there was like a secret tunnel. If you like take out that one tile in the ground, straight down into an open room. And what we do there, we have death matches. We put like the Hornets, like the flying vehicles, the tanks, and we get down there. It's like, all right, let's blow some shit up. Let's do this. Yeah, see, we, we used to do the uh, rocket launcher versus sniper rifle, rocket launcher and sniper rifles, and then we just go, just go at each other. <laughs> see, y'all, y'all really have the full co-op experience of like, oh, yeah, right? yeah, that's yeah. that's what y'all Absolutely. see. My my story was like completely opposite from yours. I Halo for me, Halo Three. Halo Three came as a gift when we got that. When me and my brother got the Xbox Three Hundred and Sixty for Christmas, and that was the first game where it was like a real like M mature like game that I was like allowed like to really play like as a kid by myself. And so I was like, wow, I I, mean, I played shooting games before, but like this one where it was like, no, you are really your purpose is to shoot and go through missions, open boxes, shoot, kill, you know, go through the story. And so this is my first time really having that experience. And so I was fully invested to like be the best, like, cause I was always competitive playing games. And I used to always get sick and tired of my dad beating me and all these other games. So I was like, nah, this is mine. This is mine, I'm gonna own it. And so I, I went through, I probably played the Halo 3 story at least 50 times. And each time, like I remember, you know, playing it from you know, the lower level all the way up until you got to, I forgot, like like the expert legendary level, whatever that was called. Legendary. And so, and I didn't realize how hard legendary was until oh. I, so Extreme. I played easy and regular. And it was like, okay, you know, regular, I was like, okay, you know, regular, you know, challenges and stuff. When I got to hard, I was like, all right, I don't think I could beat this by myself. And then I remember when I would hang out with like cousins, like my brothers, my uncle and I, we were determined to beat the game all hard and beat the game all legendary. I have never taken three hours to get past one map and it frustrated the hell out of me, especially when there were like snipers, like the little alien snipers that would just have like that long arm and it would snipe you every single time it sees you. And I'm like, you know what? I can't do this today. And so <laughs> that, that story, I remember the story like vividly, like I can picture it to this day, that, that memory of like playing a competitive, like shooting game, I, that will always forever hold you up to my heart. So I will always love Halo 3 for that reason. I got to say, so, um, <clears throat> I, I, like honestly, hot opinion. People who like were thriving in Legendary, who are enjoying Legendary story by themselves, are people who play Dark Souls today. Like, there's a direct correlation. You think so? <laughs> I mean, Legendary, if you play like by yourself, I could, like even with me and my friend, it took us hours to get through the map. And that was on hard legendary. I don't even, I don't know. I don't remember if we finished and like I've played dark souls, that game punishes you and rewards you for having to learn. You have to learn from your mistakes. So like mm -hmm. people who played halo probably spent hours on the end trying to get like, like just like you trying to get through one map. Mm -hmm. And so those kids who did it and are getting really good at it, they're probably enjoying dark souls just the same. Uh, once I beat, I played the story once on legendary. When I beat it, I was like, I'm never doing this again. It was great, but I am not doing this no more. You just, like that, you just huck your whole Xbox out the window. Literally, I'm like, yo, my heart was racing every single time because I'm like, especially, I don't know if you remember the map where you're in the desert and you don't get to your tanks yet. 
but you're going up this mountain trying to infiltrate like this this alien home base and there are these three giant blue monsters that are shooting this giant laser at you and and they're like is your they're undestructible and no matter how many grenades you throw at them no matter how many guns you shoot at them you know you have to find like that one soft spot and i'm like i i can't do this and no amount no no amount of sniping could have helped me and so playing that on legendary i was like i'm not i'm not going to do this so I guess then how have our, you know, I don't know, but I, I imagine you guys have had changing tastes in games, right? But yeah, we grew up with Halo and stuff, but have y'all, what, what about adult you? What is your favorite video game that you played as an adult or just a younger, young adult? Adult me will always be, and so it's me growing up being an athlete, sports games. Mm -hmm. I, I I was one of those. I used to be one of those where it's like I used to always wanted to buy every single game that came out that dropped each year. But then afterwards, I as I became an adult, I'm like, there's literally little to no changes between 10 and 11. So I'm like, you know, what? I'm going to go ahead and go every like other year or every two years. So that's kind of how I've been with the sports world is that every once in a while, I'll look at a sports game, and if there's looks like there's new changes, then yes. But as far as like you know, like RPG games, oh my gosh, like like my favorite game right now, like series, is The Last of Us. I don't know if you guys played The Last of Us series. Oh my yeah. gosh, I want that to be a TV show because like I, as an adult, when you're playing a game, you're kind of I don't know about you guys. I I want to escape from what the current world is. Like you know. Day to day jobs, day to day lives. Like I want to go into another universe and enjoy and experience something. And so, with The Last of Us, it is like an alternate world where you're experiencing something. Now, ironically, <laughs> that game has a pandemic, <laughs> and we're in one right now. But like yeah, but, you know, that game like, and that whole story, you're you're invested. You're you're really invested into how it plays out. And then, like when The Last of Us Part Two came out, I was one of the first people to buy it, and I and I played it, and it still those gut-wrenching moments, like those heart-pressing moments. Like it was just something that I really, really was like, yo, I put my heart and soul into this game. And that's what I like now is like those games that give me a story and an experience. And the combat really improved in the second one too. Oh yeah. Oh man, I was kicking ass in the second game. They let, they let you dodge. Yes. It was over before it began. I was like, oh yeah. Because do dodging in the first game, it was, it was tough. You really couldn't dodge. But like this one, I was really like, we. Mwah! going across the head with a bat Yo. great i i enjoyed it very much but i don't know what about what about you two jeffrey and maxwell what y'all got how have your how, how have your tastes changed over the years go, go ahead, ahead jeff now go ahead max these, two, right. these two squares all right. <laughs> all right. <laughs> i think i think this game's pretty epic my favorite game right now that I played recently was um, Horizon Zero Dawn. I played the DLC too. I haven't gotten the newest one yet. Um, but I think um, we, my brother bought it for, and he had it for a while. And I was just like, you know, can I take this game? You know, just on some like, you have it, you're not playing it. Let me, let me take that guy off. And I played it. And I was just up all night, just caught up in the story, dude. Mm -hmm. um i think this story is fantastic um 
graphics are pretty pretty damn amazing too and i think it, it, i think it's overall a pretty pretty awesome game like it's, it's a huge map uh, a mm-hmm. lot of different characters like it's, it's it's pretty immersive you know what i mean like yeah yeah there's there's a lot added on to it with the dlc and it's just i i thoroughly enjoy that game but also i also like to play uh destiny every now and then too well destiny 2 um so that's like those are my top games make, make game sure back to which, yeah. which one of the uh just a hot quick question which one of the uh, machines did you um <clears throat> i guess i don't know how you play it like or dislike the most depending on how you feel oh fuck um like you know you got that that you got the two the two really big ones that pissed everybody off were the um were the Thunderjaw. Oh yeah. The, uh, They're just annoying. I, I learned how to beat them pretty you learn how to beat them pretty quickly. Thunderjaw is pretty solid. You shoot off you shoot off the disc, you shoot off the, yeah. their disc throw and use it against them. You use it, exactly. And what about but that that big bird, the Zeus oh, bird no, or whatever? The storm the storm, the storm storm bird. Uh, storm bird. Yeah. I hated that thing. I hate it. No, I hate those motherfuckers. You gotta like, get the. They gotta get them close to the ground. Like I would, I would nail it to the ground. I would light them up. I said, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I mean, dude, like the game's fun. This game is really fun. I think it's really underrated. I really do. I really think it's under underrated game. Uh, that might be my hot take. I don't care. I stand on what I say. <laughs> he said what he said. <laughs> How about you, Jeff? Yeah, um, I'm not gonna lie, my my. Tasting games is real diverse. Um, I mean, I had like a, I think my first system was like an actual Game Boy Color and it was Pokemon Blue version. So I was playing that for a bit. Um, And then I got a PS2 back in like 04. My first games was um, the Tobey Maguire movie, Spider-Man game and NBA Live 04. But I was really on the Spider-Man game for the most part. Did a lot of beat-em-ups and um, Around 2007, my friend, I went to my friend uh, Jimmy's house and uh, he was really into WWE. So he showed me uh, SmackDown versus Raw 2008. That got me. Oh, my gosh. Those playing those games, bro. Fantastic. It's so so impressive, too. Like, I don't even know how much you can really get into the game. Like, it's not just wrestling people, but you can play as a GM, like a general manager in that game, hire actual superstars, do promos. Um, make sure that they stay fit and stuff like that so they don't get injured. You, you got to, really? like, retire them. Like, it was, the, like, a lot of business aspects to that game. So I, I got that game all the way to, like, 2K14 WWE. And then middle school, um, I started hanging out with my cousin Wayne. He got me into Call of Duty. My first one was Modern Warfare 2. So you already know oh. Modern Warfare oh. 2 lobbies, those crazy kids. That, that lobby was crazy. You know, if you had beef, you know, you do a one v one on Rust. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You know where to find me. Right. Um, Call of Duty always pissed me off. Every single time, never fails. Every single game, or every or this Modern Warfare Two, that specific one. No, I mean every single like <laughs> game. Every single game pissed me off. Shit, okay. I get pissed off with like <laughs> I get pissed off with uh, Destiny Two. Now I also get pissed off with MLB the Show. Well, just what I'm hearing, the online aspect pisses me off. Online aspect pisses me off. The Call of Duty, I got one would be like the most nostalgic for me because that's the one I played the most. 
that was a whole wave. Y'all remember that? It was. Yeah, it was everybody. Everybody was getting because like I mean the, the series still lives on. I mean for people who yeah. are playing, I mean people who are playing, you know, Cold War and um and the new Modern Warfare and Warzone and, and multiplayer, all those. Like, I mean that's why I mean for me, I, I play that with my with my boys from college, like like damn near every night. And yeah. so like we that is always like a game where like you're thinking about it, yeah, you you know shoot them up, bang bang, and like yeah, you get frustrated, but it's still like a it's a it's more of a community event now. Nice. for me and so i always enjoy it for that reason but no, I, I definitely remember those games where like it definitely got frustrating see cotton was almost right in that way like modern warfare 2 i feel like really pushed them to like stardom and then they did good with modern warfare 3 and then my cousin's like yo don't do modern warfare 3 i'm like i just bought the game you told me to buy the game too like, <laughs> bro battlefield 3 it was, a, it was a wrap. I was like, what is Call of Duty? I don't even know what Call of Duty is. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was like, I'm off that. So you can see the rebar sticking on the concrete, bro. Battlefield 3, hands down, fire. Yeah. I mean, was, a, lot, a lot of series, a lot of series games, it came out like that. I mean, mm -hmm. um, like what is like, what are some current like series games where it's like, it's still holding on and people are still playing it? Like, you know, like GTA. When is GTA Six coming out? Like twenty twenty four, twenty five. Like there was there was official there was official news that they said like um, they were going to release in twenty twenty five. I don't know how official or how accurate that is, but I mean, Man. I gotta say, when did GTA Five come out? It was like what twenty twelve? Twenty. Yeah, like we were in high school still. I gotta say, I gotta say, after what happened with Doom, like the like the not Eternal, but like. The, the new Doom game uh, when it came out, eleven years they spent working on that project, and look what happened with it. It was chef kiss, beautiful. To say the least, right. they toiled. In in this situation, what all more can you add to it? To GTA or Doom? Yeah, to GTA. Oh, um, honestly, I think that they were just. It, it really sounds like that they were just riding the GTA Five high because that right. game. Is just it's it's one of the iconic ones. There's like you just you're gonna keep playing because right now they're just updating it up here. and people getting online and making new videos of doing crazy crap. Like <coughs> people making like, their it's, mods, it's, all that stuff. It's like it's mm -hmm. almost becoming like self generating content at this point. If yeah, you think about it, like though, that, at this point, that's what it is. If yeah. you think about yeah. it, though, GTA Five, the way that people are playing GTA Five is the same way that people are playing Call of Duty. You're playing Call of Duty because you're a part of this community. People are playing Fortnite not for like you know, the story of the game, but people are playing Fortnite because there's a community of event that's happening. People are in oh GTA Five to do missions. People are in GTA Five to do you know do all these little you know, robbery activities and to build up your businesses and your company. I don't get nostalgia from GTA Five. Now yeah. we're talking about like you know Vice City and San Andreas. When you talking about those were the games. Now yeah. those I will always get behind, so I'll always bump yeah. up those Do games. You feel like you feel that way because you were young when you <clears throat> like Vice City and San Andreas. When you were young and it's like, ooh, what's this? Versus GTA Five is like you already in high school, so it was straight like you play with your friends. But uh maybe because I mean that game. I mean it was you know it was it was him. Yeah. It was um, and you saw you know all things good, bad, ugly. You know cartel, drugs, strippers. Right. Stealing cars, you know, all those missions. It's like, yeah, because I didn't uh, remember. Like, my yeah. parents def definitely frowned on me playing it at one point in time. So, I mean, yeah, I guess so. But I mean, you think that's like 
around where you got your start playing video games? No, no. I'm saying like the reason why GTA is kind of like, well, I mean, GTA 5 is like the third best selling game of all time. Like that's a, that's a fact. And also it literally spanned two video game generations. I think that's because of how it was designed. Like, you know, we get, I think we get nostalgic for Vice City and GTA 4 because those felt like, you know, normal video games. New releases for the holiday. You play it, you play it, you love it. You talk about it to all your friends. And then you wait for the new one to come out as you play it. And then you rave about that one. But GTA 5, like you just said, Jeff, has been, like, has been there for years. Probably, like, it, it's over 10 years old at this point, I'm pretty sure. I don't know how old it is. Yeah, almost. Oh, okay, good. Yeah, eight years. Okay, it, it's just oh yeah, yeah, twenty twelve. So it, it's just like there's not a lot of we're living in it currently, and the kids who are playing, they're also playing that game. So there's no nostalgia yet. Yeah, maybe, maybe it might like, yeah years in the future, maybe there'll be maybe someone will have another four square part two discussion about this. Yeah, I don't know. I think but, for the games that that have a that have an internet and media community behind it, like how in GTA or even in Red Dead, because if you play Red Dead, the Red the Red Dead story is great. I love, love playing Red Dead. Like Red Dead Two, that that was phenomenal. But afterwards, once I stopped playing it, you know, you can just a lot of people just started doing the online missions, all the online robberies, the online bounties. You know. This is that and the third. And so now. Hello. We apologize for that interruption. Somebody decided he wanted to go get his grub on. Hungry ass square. Jesus. <laughs> oh, man. Gotta have nutrients, bro. Chop, chop, chop. Anyways. But uh, like so, I was saying, I mean, I think that each game that has like a like an internet community behind it, you know, it'll go a long ways as long as you continue to make another game. So it's fine that GTA has this community, but make another game. Don't just sit there and they're literally sitting there and they're marinating in GTA 5. But at and least in Red Dead. Yeah. I mean, I don't blame them though, because I mean, if you can just scoop up that money from that one game, why not? Yeah. I mean, they also don't have to put in that labor. Exactly. Rockstar, Rockstar also doesn't have to do things like other video game companies. They are in a tier all their own. Thanks. They mm-hmm. Rockstar, they put out a gem and they let and one of y'all I remember which one y'all said it, one of the marinates and it is enjoyed thoroughly and it's just constantly adding new content. And while they're adding new content, they can come up with new stuff. Because the expectation on them is not to just make some one off games. They have like at this point they kind of have to make those games that will hold up for years. Yes. And they have. They have. So let me ask you guys this. Do you think think Rockstar right now, they may be waiting a minute too, because it's kind of hard to follow up GTA 5. I mean, as long as it did spend, like we said, two video game generations, and it's the third best-selling game of all time. It's going to be really hard to do that again. True. What would they need? What, What do you think they would need to have in order for it to be at least the same level or even more. It's just more. It's, reality, it's, it's about to say it's more. It's more productivity. But just like every other game that gets played out, or any game that drops and be like, ah, wasn't as good. 
because it has those, even with the Call of Duty series, even with the Assassin's Creed series, some games were better than others. And so the issue is that now you have a lot more expectations. So now GTA 6, unfortunately, cannot bomb. It, it simply cannot bomb. You'll put so much hype and weight under GTA 5, and when 6 comes out, it's like, no, I need to be able to have a story with this. And like, There's have a lot more when you say there's cannot bomb, bomb, do you when you say cannot bomb, do you mean like there's like no way it will bomb, or do you mean like they can't afford? Like, they can't. They afford cannot things? afford. They cannot afford to okay. bomb on GTA Six. Okay. Like, like I'm not saying like oh it's gonna be good. No, they cannot afford to mess up GTA Six. I feel like GTA Six. All right, did you guys watch um Black Mirror? Yeah. Yes. You, you know the episode where the dude gets the. the she gets immersed in the video game and you know him and his best friend are doing it, yada yada yada. Yeah. I feel like GTA six is gonna need depth if they're gonna one up GTA five. Something similar yeah. to that. That's how, that's how I feel. I mean, at least have some international options. So not just have Los Santos, but maybe have a small city in, in Japan, maybe have a little Tokyo, maybe have a little Hong Kong, maybe have a little Italy or something. That's it. They're, they're, they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna have to make multiple maps to travel. So at least how, because you know how like, you know, everybody, everybody is going to have like their, their helipad, their, their planes and stuff. But make sure you have a way to say, do you want to go to a new map? Select new map and then do a different story. That way it's like, I'm not just taking over Los Santos. I'm taking over Hong Kong, Tokyo, Singapore, France. Like you have to make this a global GTA mission. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yes. That was now, the that's, that's the only way for you to continue to make it bigger. Well, even now, see, if they do that, they kind of have to compensate by making at least smaller maps so they can condense the frames and make sure that because that's a lot. Because you gotta like densely populate each area too, and then you gotta yeah, make it look different. And then the rendering will be I don't know, it could be off every now and then. But. You can, no, I mean you can you you can switch it out. I mean they they do that for I don't know if you guys have played about the new Valhalla game. But all the game, there's two maps. And so yeah. you can literally get on a boat and be like, no, I want to go back to Norway. Or do you want to go back to England? And there's okay. literally a separate map for it. But, so, but like, it's it's not quite... Okay, so the Valhalla map is a really big map in general, but the Norway map was mostly a tutorial map. It was one of those things where it's like, it has a lot of... Collect it has collectibles and it has stuff for you to kind of learn the mechanics of the game. And there is one area and one, um, like a few tasks, you cannot do it until you are leveled up a lot, like right. almost max level. So it's it's not like, for, for what y'all talking about with GTA 6, it wouldn't have the same effect as Valhalla. Valhalla is really, you're in the map and you go to the next map. You're going to be there for a long time grinding out that level, fighting new enemies, getting new collectibles, finishing the story. And only until you hit like level, power, like power level, I think like 300 something for the game. That's when you can say, okay, I'll go back to Norway and I'll do a little things there. But, but at least, but, but that, but that follows their story though. I, I think that at least if you want to do for GTA six, if you want to continuously be able to go back and forth, you have to follow the story with it. Like you have to follow the main story with like the main story missions. And then one mission you get kidnapped and then be like, where am I? You're in France, a new map. And like it introduces that way to where you have to like be able to travel and try to do like it has to be connected in a way for it to make sense. And so, yes, of course, for 
mm-hmm. you know, Valhalla, it makes sense for them, but you just have to be able to turn them and make it make sense for GTA 6. Speaking of story making sense, um, for Assassin's Creed, I thought it was interesting how they still continued the series even after Desmond died in the third one. I mean, they were gonna, they were definitely gonna continue that series no matter what happened. Right. But I do feel like it was weird. Though. Yeah. You know, we, we grew up with Desmond. He was such a, we on, I think everyone was on the same page. We were expecting more and more into the, like, current, like, like, modern day Assassin's Creed. Because it's like, isn't him go, or us going back in time and being Ezio or Altair or Connor through his, like, lineage? Yeah. So when you, when he dies and, like, how are we actually going back in time to whose ancestors are we actually embodying? It's still his, but they're, they've been doing weird stuff where it's like they preserved his genetic information and they're able to use that as like a catalyst or something. It, it was, okay. it's weird. I mean, the game is not going to, it's not going to stop getting weird. It's getting weirder now. I don't but I, say, I don't think, but I think that for the, for the process, for anybody that's never played Assassin's Creed, you're you're supposed to you're you are in modern time and and you are collecting data and history and tracing back to your ancestors and these are ancestors not from like you know 50 years ago i'm talking about like thousands and thousands of years ago to understand their points of view because that was a completely different world and Mm -hmm. so now each game that has been played has been in you know 12 you know 10 b ce or you know all these prehistoric type of game. So I don't think if they try to make a modern Assassin's Creed, it just simply wouldn't make sense because it wouldn't work. Like you're not gonna see, you're not gonna go to the Empire State Building and see somebody drop thousands of feet down to assassinate somebody in Times Square. Like like, that's not gonna work. To to (laughs) clarify, to clarify, that was my bad. I didn't mean like a whole game of modern Assassin's Creed. I just thought like we were gonna get a lot more like some, like it was gonna be a a very different thing because yeah like you just said the the skyscrapers in modern cities are too damn high for people Mm -hmm. to be climbing like that and they're not climbable they don't make it like that but it's like you know adapt like adapting to the situation because Mm -hmm. you know you have all the games kind of added something new as the like time was going forward like in the um to compensate for the the higher buildings and like the massive climbing um difficulty in syndicate for london they added a grappling hook now you know you can talk about how historically inaccurate it is or whatever but it's fun and it kind of saves certain it saves time so Mm -hmm. like just there are ways to get around that issue but you know you can have like certain levels where you hop out of the animus for a little bit and like you're blending with the crowd you're like using like the element of surprise hiding in plain sight stuff like that that you'd see in like an action movie yeah yeah to accomplish stuff because like even Watch Dogs. I don't know if y'all played Watch Dogs, mm-hmm. which, you know, is a whole conversation about Dogs. overrated, underrated games. But Watch Dogs, there was a level, it was a side mission in which you completed a contract for, you, you would complete contracts for money. And in this particular contract, you were taking down a business executive. You take him down, boom, that's cool. And then it turns out that the dude you just took out was a character in Assassin's Creed. He was in Assassin's Creed 4. And the next Assassin's Creed, they show, or actually maybe in the same game, they show how he was in like a car accident and he got killed. 
while on a business trip. So it's like it, they were showing the possible modern applications of an assassin through watchdogs, just without the hidden blades and more hacking and shooting. Yeah, I think I, I, I what, what I do appreciate for Assassin's Creed is that mm-hmm. it is different. Now, like just like, you know, in GTA or other things, you're in a different city. You're in a different city in a different environment. But what makes Assassin's Creed better is that they're fully immersed into the culture and the lifestyle of what the area is. Any GTA game, the city really doesn't matter. It's just the missions and, and the stuff that happens. You're just in a different building. But yeah. Assassin's Creed, you're taken through history. Like for Origins, you're taken through ancient Egypt. For Odyssey, you're taken through ancient Greece. For Valhalla, this is ancient, you know, Nordic Vikings. Like there is a story and history and true history because they have, you know, actual historic people. Like, you know, you have Leonidas and Cleopatra. You have it's, it's um, very Caesar. modified like, history, but like it, you, can it see, is. you can see where it's like they, they do a they do a really good job of like adding it's like you know, ridiculous events or whatever. But like mm-hmm. I th- I'm pretty sure all the some of the major events that happen coincide with history, even like certain people dying. Yeah, like, like certain people like in, in Odyssey, yeah. they play out Caesar's death. And I'm like, oh, well, that's real. But um, so yeah, so that that's the one thing I do hope. I just for me, the Valhalla, Valhalla game, I bought it. My issue with that is that one, it was too much. <laughs> it was too much adventure, too many missions, too many things. The history and part, that, I love it, but it's just way too much. Way see, too I much. I think to do. that is interesting because that's exactly why I think bigger is not necessarily better for GTA Six. I think it's dangerous yeah. to play with that. Like big maps can be cool if it works for the kind of game. But if you get a map that's like so big that you just don't feel like like going across it, it's it, officially at that point you've made a big mistake. Like okay. Um yeah. But see, if you get to the point where you unlock fast travel and you only fast travel because you refuse to enjoy that time, personally I feel like there's I feel like you could do better. Like Spider Man, the PS4 version. You can fast travel. I didn't even know you could fast travel yeah. when I first played the game. You don't want to I, fast I, 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 I Because you like swinging. You like swinging, yeah, but exactly. you have to, I mean, fast travel, that, that's always in, in Spider-Man. There's fast travel in Assassin's Creed. And there's fast travel in Ghost of Tsushima. Yes. The, those games, I, I'd rather travel normally in Ghost yep. of Tsushima and travel in Spider-Man. In Ghost of Tsushima, I'm just running on horse throughout yep. all of ancient Japan. And I just, I, it, it was too. cool. It was cool. Red Dead, I'm on a horse. Like, I, I want to ride a horse. I don't want to skip through all that. But Which reminds and, me, speaking of horseback riding, I forgot, to tell, I forgot to say what my favorite game was because all of y'all need to play it. The Witcher 3, Wild Hunt. Oh. I'm going to be dead serious. I heard The Witcher is incredible. If you have not is played that, game, How old or new is that? It came out in 2015. 2015. And that is that was what put CD Projekt Red, the people who did Cyberpunk, that was what put, really put them on the map. Mm-hmm. That was the, the, the prime example of third times the charm because they made The Witcher 1, 2, and there were good stories and everything. It was tough. I can go on about why I love Witcher or what the history behind it, but the reason I love it so much is because it's the only game I've played five, six times all the way through. I've done pretty much the same things, and I have never gotten tired of it. It is beautifully, like graphic-wise, it's beautiful. 
the combat system is elegant. The the story is perfect, if you ask me. I mean, I'm I'm biased a little bit, but it's it's really close to perfection. And the DLC feel like two separate games. They made two DLCs. The whole thing, by the way, I'm on my tangent. For those of you who have not been graced with the power of The Witcher 3, the whole thing is you are a monster hunter and you're a mutated monster hunter back during like the, the 12, 1300s. And you're dealing with the end of the world, politics, war, monster hunting. And it's just like this whole unfolding story that kind of goes around you, destiny and everything. It is just a phenomenal game. It holds up, and I probably will hold up for a very long time. That's good. <sighs> I love that game so much. <laughs> you really got <laughs> like, into it. <laughs> they're, they're, no, like that game like is probably like, they, they made the first game messy on the gra- like messy on the gameplay and everything. The second game was just very difficult to maneuver because it felt clunky. Mm-hmm. Oh man, but that third game, everything was just I'm gonna do it again. What about you guys? What's your favorite game and why? Hmm? Alex and Max, what's your favorite game and why? I mean, we already that. I mean, I'll still stand by it. You know, Jack and Dexter series. I could play that. I could play that. I could buy it on my PS4, re-download it, and I'll play the game again. And I'll have a great time. I I know the story. I know what happens in each thing. But each, each adventure, each mission, it's just fun. Dexter is hilarious, you know, just a little, just a little furball, just providing that commentary. It's just, it's just fun. It's just fun because he, he reminded me of what, you know, what Crash Bandicoot was, you know, just, just in yeah. smaller form. Mm-hmm. And so I just enjoy like those type of games where it's just, you know, you know, you're, you're just playing for shits and giggles, you know, you're not really trying to, you know, do too much. It, it's, it's just fun. It was, it's just a great time. Now, one thing I want to lead to this discussion is we have talked about games that hold up phenomenally well. We've talked about games that have been overhyped into oblivion. But we haven't really given much attention, ironically enough, to games that are underrated. How many minutes are on this thing, I wonder? Three? Two? Hmm. I wonder. Shit. I forgot. Hello there. My name is Lucas, one of your squares, and the main editor of this merry band of misfits of ours. Um, so some of y'all might be wondering, if you care that much, why the episode ended where it did. The truth is, we thought the episode was just a little bit long, so we wanted to cut it in half, keep you guys invested and interested. So thank you all for listening, and stay tuned for episode two, part two. Bye, guys. Stay undercover, I'm stealth. My whole life I kept on waiting for shit Had to learn to go get it myself yeah. I get this shit by myself yeah. I make a way for myself yeah. I see you got a new dude and that's cool But I promise we fuck I won't tell yeah. Know that you miss it I tell Because you still hit up myself So just let us out of ourselves Cause I think I'm losing brain cells Cause you're toxic so toxic so want you myself Wanted that girl for some years now Now she unbuckled my belt Let's see how she like how I felt I'm on a mission, no I cannot fail